we might just get a song from Ace. Because I'm back. They're getting wild for me And all the pretty chicks all wanna smile at me These rap cats, man, they all got this out for me And if I ever see them, man, they probably bow to me And when this beat drop, I know they gon' lean World debut, I know they gon' fiend Everything Mississippi to the Palm Springs Girls from brunettes down to blonde queens These young boys don't know what a darn mean I'm just a bad boy, gone clean. I'm the diamond chain choker, always remain sober. Don't drink liquor and all the game's over. Need a plan. Welcome to Talking Giants, July 23rd, 2019. Danny, the boys are back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back. Danny, we got a lot of talk to about, a lot of talk about Talking Giants. We're going to talk about the Giants. The show title gives it away every single time. We're going to do some previews of camp battles. We're going to talk about our possible new safety. Danny, you know, in the beginning, we used to shout out our Twitter handles um, in the beginning of every show. But I was like, you know, like, does anyone ever, like, when they're listening to a podcast, like, oh, that's his Twitter handle and go and follow it? Maybe some people do, and I just don't. But I was I was thinking about that. Like, we don't do that anymore, you know. I'm, I'm at Bobby Skinner NFL, and you're at Danny King NFL. Anyways, without all that rambling, Danny, how are you doing? I know you're doing well because the Giants are back, but how are you doing? If we're able to, I'm not sure, like, the whole, like, you know, legal stuff of all that, but we got we got to have this intro song. It's got to be the boys are back in town if we're able to do that. But Shh, that's that's Fridays because all the guys are back. So all this, you, it's like, all right. People people know, but this one, the, the, the one for this one is welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, welcome. So that that's that's what this one is. But boys in backer town will be Friday's show. Yeah, so, too far Danny ahead. with the just complete spoiler, but it is what it is. I, I like spoiling stuff, but no, I'm doing good. <laughs> you know, t- today's been a great day. I got a new, I got a new microphone. I got a microphone, so hopefully the audio quality is better. So it's it's it was just one of those days. Like you know, they're back. Obviously, there's some drama in the beginning. We're not going to talk about those two guys, but you know, I'm, I'm doing good today. Knowing that Giants footballs, the rookies are back at least. Yeah, we decided we're no longer going to talk about Odell. Um, because we have done it a time or two on the show. Or the other one. Yeah, and it's just, I literally was like, I'm not going to do it because I don't want to be bothered about it because you know, I'm pretty easily agitated. Um, and I actually clicked on the article, and as soon as I clicked on it, I clicked back. I was like, nope, don't read this. Don't read this. It's going to annoy you. So obviously I saw some notes from it, you know, because it was inevitable. But anyways, the Giants are back, and we might have a new safety. Now, we've talked all offseason that, the safety position, there's no depth. I mean, just absolutely horrible at depth. And it comes out today that Trey Boston and Jonathan Cyprin will be visiting the Giants. Um, we'll talk about both, but basically we're at it. I'm all in on Trey Boston. I like him a lot. He's another Cardinal, so we can continue the the New York the New York, or the, the Arizona Giants, New York Cardinals, however you however you want to, you know, make that joke. But I really like Trey Boston. He's only 27 years old. Like He's the top safety in the game. And it's what's crazy is he wouldn't start for us, which is just wild. And we'll talk you know, about how he fits in. 
But, I mean, look at last year. In 14 games, he had three picks, nine passes deflected, which is really good for a safety, 79 total tackles, 66 solo. The year before with the Chargers, he, you know, full 16 games, five interceptions, eight passes deflected, another 79 tackles. I mean, just the stats are really good. He's really good on film. He's a really good in coverage. Uh, pro Football Focus likes him. I know we don't, like, we don't like, use Pro Football Focus a whole lot, but they like him a lot. I it blows my mind that he hasn't been signed. And I know the safety market, like people haven't wanted to pay for safeties um, the past few years. And, you know, I know Landon Collins got that huge contract, but you just, you just remember last year's safety market and Eric Reed was a part of that. And I know all the stuff that comes with that, but basically there wasn't a lot of guy safeties getting paid big money. So it's crazy that Trey Boston is still available. And that's a guy that me and you both talked about being a free agent target target when free agency opened. No, yeah, Trey. I I still don't know how he is on sign. As you said, his stats for 14 games are quite impressive, and it would just be a great depth piece to add behind Antoine Buffet. Because as good as Antoine Buffet can be, I mean, he's he's a little up there in age. You gotta need a break every once in a while, and so I know you you propose an idea. Am I correct in thinking you propose an idea with like the safeties? Am I correct in my thinking of that on Twitter? Yeah. Well, we've we've talked about the money backer a lot. And I thought Mark, they brought Mark McLaurin in to bring to do that. And I think if they don't get one of these guys, they still want to use Mark McLaurin in that role. But with Trey Boston, you could put him at free safety. You move Antoine Bethea over to strong safety, where he's been very successful at. And then you can use Jabril Peppers as that money backer. And, and for those who don't know what the money backer is, it's essentially a safety playing middle linebacker at the line of scrimmage, um, moving around a lot before the ball snaps. And it's just kind of a really versatile guy. Now, the thing is, is we want Jabril Peppers as our starting strong safety. So this wouldn't be – we wouldn't use this as often as the Cardinals used it um, with Dayon Buchanan. But basically, like, it's something we can use on third down and pit three safeties on the field. Um, and I'd rather have those three guys on and instead of, you know, running our fourth corner and, and, a, and a dime set. I mean, there's just so many different things we can do if we add a guy like Boston. No, yeah, the potential with Boston is out there, but – uh, obviously, there is some things that are hanging in the balance with it. If Trey Boston wants to be a starting free safety, it's kind of hard to see that. Uh, at least he has to put up a big fight to get past Antoine Buffet because we all know Betraz loves Antoine Buffet. Up. But so there's something I'm I was just thinking about here as I quickly look it up. The, the, uh, what's their name? The Falcons, they lost J.J. Wilcox today with a uh, torn ACL for the season. So maybe as an opportunity, I'm not sure what Atlanta's interested in and what their safety situation is like. I know Neil's back, but they can maybe look into a Trey Boss and be like, hey, we got a job opening for you right here. But another interesting thing is Dave Gellman, he drafted uh, Trey Boston back in 2014, but then he also cut him. But th- there's still respect there if Trey Boston's even visiting the Giants because he could have easily said, no, I'm not a big fan of Dave Gellman. So... There's very there's so many opportunities for Trey Boston on this Giants team, and if he does come here, it'll be exciting to see how they use him. So I would like the Giants to sign him because, as we said, depth is needed at that position, and Trey Boston would be an incredible pickup. But I'm with you. I don't know how he is a free agent still to this day. And and the other thing is, what like, there must be something there that's wrong with him that we don't know because one, why is he still a free agent? Two, why would he consider us? We have our starting safeties. And he just he wouldn't start, and he's a guy who should be starting at 27 years old, who's picked up these kind of numbers in his career. It it really just I'm dumbfounded that he's one available, and two considering us knowing that he's not going to start from the get go. 
Yeah, that that's the thing. Like, I'm trying to think, could he maybe have not not like a major injury, obviously, but maybe he had maybe like a hamstring injury, and not many teams are willing to take a risk on that. Obviously, you could go the route saying, oh, maybe he has the suspension coming down the pipe. I wouldn't see that because I feel like that would have been gotten out by now, and the Giants wouldn't. Maybe the Giants would take that risk. But yeah, I, I'm a few. I don't know how he is a. Uh, a free agent still, but if the Giants do sign him, uh, Cameron Moore, he's gone instantly the moment they sign him. The only reason why he's still on this team is because they're waiting to sign a guy, a backup, just for him. So, yeah, Trey Boss to be a free agent though, it, it, I do. I'm like skeptical. I'm like, why are you a free agent? Because you're not like a garbage free safety. You're a very quality free safety. You could be starting on many other teams right now if you wanted to. Yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The other safety they brought in for, or bringing in for a visit, Jonathan Cyprin. Um, he played for the Jags for the majority of his career and then moved uh, He moved to Tennessee in 17. Now, he was out all last year with a torn ACL, which is not good. Um, and then look in, like, 2016 and 2017, and so 26 total games. He had no interceptions, five pass deflections. He was a tackling machine. I mean, in 2016, he had 126 tackles. But we, I don't think we need a guy like that. I think like I, I think Trey Boston is a clear choice. If we're picking out of the two, I just think it's clear Trey Boston. He's much better in coverage. Um, I don't think we need a tackling uh, safety uh, when you have a guy like Michael Thomas's depth and you know Bethea and Peppers are as good of tacklers at, at the safety position as anybody. Um, I, and I, I don't think he makes you as versatile as a Trey Boston would. Um, but I would rather have Cyprin than than nobody because, like we've said, there's no depth there. Um, you know, got Michael Thomas, who I'm not a fan of, um, at the safety position. I like him on the team, you know, playing special teams and being a leader. But Antonio Hamilton, I mean, there's just there's just really nobody else at safety. So uh, if Trey Ball, if 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 it's not a choice, if the choice isn't ours, and Trey Boston picks another team or gets a bigger contract from somebody else, then I would gladly take a chance on Jonathan Cyprin, even coming off that torn ACL because at this point there's, you know, what do you have to lose? See that, that that's my thing. Like the injury is a huge red flag to me, especially torn ACL. So obviously I feel like free safety is our biggest piece of need right now. Uh, while Michael Thomas isn't the best strong safety out there, you can use him. He's not, he's not as I see, he's not a world beater, but he's not awful to a point. I would feel confident with him there. Sean yeah, he's Chan- not unplayable. No, he's not. Sean Chandler, we don't know what Sean Chandler brings to the table, so that's more of a risk. So if you want to bring in Cyper in there, replace, uh, fill that Chandler role just in case something goes wrong with Thomas and Peppers, then that does make sense. But me personally, I'm staying away from Jonathan Cyprin just because the ACL injury. And I just, while he seems like a quality safety, I'm just not a fan of Jonathan Cyprin, in my opinion. Obviously, I'm, I'm always wrong in many aspects. Maybe he could be the best safety in this league this year if given the chance. Yeah, it'll be interesting. Um, yeah, but Trey Boston, let's get it done. Let's get him signed. Who else do we need to get signed? Old Danny Jones. Danny, stop messing with our emotions. I know that Saquon signed when they reported last year. I know that, but I also know Sam Darnold didn't sign when the Jets reported. Um, so I know it's, it's not much to make of, but I, I believe Daniel Jones will be signed, ready to go for practice number one. But it's still annoying to me that he hasn't signed. You know what? No, Daniel Jones, he hates the Giants. He doesn't want to play here. He's pulling in Eli Manning. He's trying to get out. He's going to re-enter the draft next year if given the opportunity. Now, obviously, no, I'm not concerned with Daniel Jones. He, he was spending time with the last few weeks with his family, maybe going to the beach, getting a few extra practices in. So, 
like really probably he's gonna get a boatload of guaranteed money. He's gonna get the five four years, fifth year option added on. So there, there's no need to worry about Daniel Jones. He'll sign like, like Drew Locke signed his rookie contract the day of the first practice. So this contract could get when is the rookie's first practice? I believe is tomorrow. Tomorrow because there's no media availability. So or well today technically when you're listening to this or whenever you listen to this you'll get the point. So he could easily sign it right before practice starts. He could sign it in a few days. It, it doesn't matter as long as he gets it done before the full team reports. Then I'm fine with it. I right now I'm not worried about Daniel Jones. See, my mind is telling me, like, Bob, there's nothing to worry about. But my, like, my heart and my fandom is like, what's going on, Danny? Get it signed. Get this freaking contract signed. Um, so, yeah, that's where I'm, I'm at did, with that. Did, did we say O'Shane, O'Shane Ximenez signed? Oh, wait, how do you say his name? Because someone can treat us where you're not supposed to say oh, O'Shane accident. Ximenez. Ximenez, yeah, I, I remember. Us for saying I remember. Ximenez. O'Shane. Yeah, he signed, but that was expected. Yeah, but um, it was fun. We got news to report. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have a lot going forward. All right, let's do some camp battle previews. Um, I think I, let's do quick hit through this because we've talked about this like tirelessly through the offseason. But let's go quick hit through this. The first one, Eli Manning versus Daniel. No, I'm just kidding. Um, that's I don't I, don't, I want <laughs> to say it, but I, I can't. Uh, Daniel can't Jones technically is not on the team anyway, so I, I can't say that quite yet. Yeah, true. Actually, you're right. Yeah, he technically isn't on the team. How can he compete for a job that he's, one, not really going to be competing for in the first place, but two, he's not even on the team? It's crazy to think about. All right, let's let's start with let's start with wide receiver number three. We got Cody Latimer, who's returning from last year. Corey Coleman, the former first-round pick of the Bear, of the Browns, um, who has all the talent in the world. And let's just throw in Darius Slayton, because if we don't, people will get mad at us. Darius Slayton, the fifth-round pick out of Auburn. Danny, who do you see coming away with this one? Because this one, I go back and forth on. This one, I totally am back and forth on as well. Uh, well, Darius Slates, yes, we had to include him, but he's not going to get the starting job week one, given maybe if we if we really suck, given like week 10, maybe even like week seven. So somewhere along those lines. He'll, he'll see snaps. Mean of, he will see meaningful snaps probably by season then. But see, I'm really stuck on this because you got Corey Coleman, who is – uh, was he's a, a very good returner of kicks. He can do punts, but he, mainly a kickoff is his thing. And if, I feel like he could be a very capable wide receiver number three. But then you go look at Cody Latimer. If you, obviously some of you don't have me, me and Bobby look at tape like we're absolute football nerds. So if you watch the week 17 game against Dallas, Cody Latimer was a huge part of that game. And it feels like if that's the Cody Latimer we get, I would want him to be wide receiver number three. But the question is, we don't know what Cody Latimer we're going to get. So if I have to go with my gut decision and who I would want, like today as we're talking, I'm going to have to go Corey Coleman just because I feel like the potential is there. And we need to see that he has said potential to be the number three wide receiver starter for the Giants for hopefully a f- few more years to come. It's Coleman is such an unknown for me. He's going to get every chance. The Giants want him to win this job because oh, of yeah. all the talent that is there. He is the most talented by far. Um, you know, he's a first round pick for a reason. He, uh, you know, he catches deep balls, but he has to do more than that. He can't just be a guy that runs go routes uh, and a curl route. He has to be able to go through the middle of the field, do different kinds of things, uh, be reliable, uh, be a reliable blocker. And I don't know. I don't know what we're going to get out of him. I know that they say all the right things, but let's. I want to see it in camp. Let's like prove. You have to prove yourself, Coleman. Because I don't want to just give him this job because he's the most talented. I'm starting to lean Cody Latimer because Cody Latimer is trusted. He's done decently, but at the same time, 
Cody Latimer's never blown me away. He's had he was injured for the majority of last season. Um, I'm going to go with Coleman because I think they're going to give him every opportunity to win this job. I think they want to see what he would be like as a starter week one. But yeah, I could definitely see it changing throughout the season. And then Darius Slayton, I've said it all offseason since we drafted him. Give him five to ten snaps every single week to either run a smoke screen or go deep and let him use his his four three speed and his forty inch vertical. Let him let him get a chance at making plays or at least be a decoy. So Slayton, while I don't think he'll be the starter, he definitely should get reps and get a chance. No, right. he he should definitely get opportunities to get the job. And plus, back to the Corey Coleman thing, the Giants need to see what he has because he is an un uh, he is an unrestricted free agent coming up this off season. So, but the thing is though, like Cody Latimer in that. Uh, Dallas game he also did a kick return so he could prove he could do that as well but as you said last year he was basically out the whole season we don't really know what he fully brings to a Mike Shula pass Shermer offense because he basically tore his hamstring off his bone he was on injured reserve until he got taken off like the, the Colts game but he technically didn't even start that game so th- th- it's such an interesting position battle and it's a fun position battle to watch wide receiver is always a fun battle to watch throughout camp if you're there at the camp so those guys are gonna put on a show so that's why this position is fun to watch, but it's also a key position for the Giants because you got they need a third wide receiver as good as Golda Tate is, good as Gerald Shepard is. Everyone needs to contribute, and that third guy has got to be big for the Giants. Yeah, definitely. All right, nickel corner. Julian Love, the fourth round pick out of Notre Dame, versus Grant Haley, a guy who played a lot of games for us last year, started going into his second year. I'm going Julian Love on this, and and this was harsh me because I do like Grant Haley. I like what he has to offer, and I think he's going to get reps this season. But Julian Love, I thought he'd be a second-round pick. I really did, and he's like a pass breakup king. He doesn't have – like, he can, he's not going to be the fastest guy in the field, but when you're playing with a nickel, you don't need him to be. Uh, I think he plays really smart. He's just really technical, and I think he was just – like, he's, your, I, he's like a dream nickel corner to me, so I'm going to go Julian Love on this one. See, I'm also back and forth on this because I totally see the potential in Julian Love. He is a very quality corner. He was great at Notre Dame. And people in, around the league were surprised he slipped all the way to the fourth, especially the Giants, to go get him. But I'm, I'm going to have to stick with Grant Haley. I, I, I just haven't seen – I have my reserves about Julian Love right now because I just haven't seen him in an NFL game. Like, give me, like, maybe two weeks of the preseason, and this could totally change. But just since I know exactly what Grant Haley brings to the table, is he the best? No. Is he tall? No. But he, he can put up a fight with receivers. We saw that in the Golden Tate, uh, the Eagles game against Golden Tate. So while he's not the prettiest uh, nickel corner, I feel like he could get the job done. But maybe revisit this question, the nickel corner, in like week two of the preseason, and then I'll have a different opinion because we'll probably see Grant Haley and Julian Love on the field at the same time to fully get my full opinion on that one. Definitely. All right, next right tackle, Mike Remmers versus Chad Wheeler. I don't think this is much of a battle. I think they signed Mike Remmers to be the starter. Chad Wheeler, I hope he improved throughout this offseason, but I'm also not going to expect him to just be leaps and bound a better right tackle. I'm going Mike Remmers on this one. Yeah, Mike Remmers is obviously the safe choice. If Chad Wheeler wins the job, then that's a very good that, – that, that's two things. One, it could be very good that Chad Wheeler improved that much better than Mike Remmers, or that could mean Mike Remmers' backs had really had the fully healed yet, or it's because Mike Remmers was awful and we just wasted a good – a few million dollars on him. So, yeah, Mike Remmers, they signed him to win this job. As, as much as they're hyping up Wheeler in, like, that first week of OTAs, it was basically like, all right, what's Mike Remmers going to sign? Because that's who's our starting right tackle. Definitely. All right. 
Middle linebacker number two. We got B.J. Goodson, Tay Davis, and I'll throw Ryan Connolly in there. I'm going Tay Davis. I've been on the Tay Davis train all offseason. Uh, I think he's really good in pass coverage. He's a former safety. I like him a lot. I, I, but he does need – he has a whole lot to improve on. He needs to be more – but I think the stuff he needs to improve on is more mental than physical. He needs to play quicker. He needs to just – he needs to make his decision and go more often than not. Um, make, like just be, just be more assertive. Uh, and B.J. Goodson – I'm not as low on B.J. Goodson as other people are, but I, I just really like Tay Davis for this job. You you really changed my opinion on Tay Davis. Like, before we were doing the show, I just viewed Tay Davis as a guy on the scene. I was a big B.J. Goodson fan. I feel like the Giants are really in a win-win at that linebacker number two because Tay Davis is a, a, a decent undrafted free agent, and he's a very versatile player. Then you got B.J. Goodson, who's not as versatile, but he's more of a power guy. So you could easily do it that Tay Davis is on the field for first, second down, and if it's, like, third and short, you could put B.J. Goodson in there just to um be the power force in case they run it on short. But if we're going to – solely, as much as I love B.J. Goodson, you've put me on the Tay Davis train, and I feel like I, I just got to go with Tay Davis since you put me on that train this offseason just looking at tape of him. And just, just more, yeah, just tape really changed my mind on Tay Davis. Okay, and then running back number two. Now, we usually don't do battles for backups, but a lot of people want to do this one. Wayne Gallman, Paul Perkins, Rod Smith. Who do you got, Danny? See, see I, I'm brutally honest. Like, I feel like this is Paul Perkins' job because the Giants, why is there, I mean, maybe they just want to see what Paul Perkins has, but there, there's really no need for Paul, there was no need for Paul Perkins to be on the team, really. He was a Jerry Reese guy, he was a pectoral injury, he was supposed to be off the team uh, back in 2017, but then he got brought back on to the injured list because obviously no team wanted him with his injury, so he reverted back to us, so I feel like Paul Perkins is on this team for a reason, and in OTAs and minicamp, Paul Perkins got second team reps while Wayne Goldman got third team reps. So I'm going to go Paul Perkins. As much as that hurts me to say, because I'm, I'm a big believer in Wayne Gallman, he can be a, a very quality backup running back. I'm going with Paul Perkins just because he's here for a reason, and I'm intrigued to see what he brings to camp. I'm going Wayne Gallman. I think he was the guy last year. I, I don't know what to expect out of Perkins, so it's hard for me to say him. Um, and Wayne Gallman, I've I've been critical of him because his, like, his yard for carry wasn't good at all last year. I think it was 3.9 for the season. Uh, I think he needs to be better in his decision making. He runs hard, but like you can find anybody that can run hard in the NFL. I, I want him to run smart. Um, and but Perkins, I don't, I have no idea what he is. We haven't seen him in a couple of years. And then Rod Smith, I couldn't be lower on him. I couldn't stand that <laughs> signing. It just doesn't make any sense to me. You, we have a true fullback. We have a tight end in Red Allison who can come back and play fullback. Um, he's not fast. He, I, I just don't understand the Rod Smith signing. He never impressed me in Dallas. He had a couple of good preseason games, but that's that's about it. So Rod Smith, definitely not. But I'm going Wayne Gallman on this one. Um, and then for, I guess, the last one, uh, DeAndre Baker, our first-round draft pick out of Georgia versus Sam Beal, our third-round compensatory pick out of Western Michigan for a starting cornerback spot. Danny, who do you got in this one? See, this is tough because DeAndre, you drafted him. You you traded up back at the first round to get him, so you don't really want him just to sit him for that reason alone. Well, one thing I want to say is this is Janoris Schenker's last year on this team unless he has an all-pro type year. Whoever doesn't win this job will be started next season because it's going to be DeAndre Baker, whoever the nickel corner is, then Sam Beal. But if I have to go with this year, based on the fact that they 
trade it back up into the first round to get him, I'm going to have to go DeAndre Baker just because they, they have faith in him to trade back up into the first round. And as much as I love Sam Beal, unfortunately the injury got to him, and now they're like, all right, we love you, Sam, but we want DeAndre Baker to start. And as I said, next season or even this season, depending on the Giants, I'm not saying they're going to be bad, but say, you know, it goes south quickly. Janoris Jenkins is going to be a trade asset. A contender team will want him. So then you can trade Janoris, and you can easily start whoever you didn't choose between Baker and Beals. But I'm going to go DeAndre Baker to start the season. Yeah, I'm going Baker too. And it comes down to you traded up into the first round for this guy. And you got to get him on the field. And he's just amazing. Like, he is so impressive. His college tape is just so impressive. He dominated the college level. He had a really good game against Alabama. I mean, just he dominated. He didn't allow a single touchdown all season in the SEC. I'm I'm really in love with him. I I'm so excited to see him. Obviously, Daniel Jones is the rookie I'm most excited for. But DeAndre Baker, I really think he can be like like Marshawn Latimer was for New Orleans, being a Pro Bowler in year one. I'm I'm really impressed with him. I I could see him winning Defensive Rookie of the Year. I, I just I expect so much out of him. The problem is Sam Beal is good. I really yeah. like I like Sam Beal. I expect him to be a starter on this team this year. And then we went and drafted all these corners. So it sucks for him because he is a good player. He's a good young player. But at the same time, these things have a way of working themselves out. If you're a good player on an NFL team, you find yourself on the field. You find your, your way on the field, however it is, whether you just come out and beat somebody for that job or, you know, injuries happen all the time. Uh, Sam Beal will play on this team this year. Um, you know, these, so like I said, these, these things have a way of figuring themselves out, but I got to go DeAndre Baker. Just he's, he's, he's drafting the first round to be uh, a, an all-star, an all-star pro bowl type player. And that's what I think he's going to be for us. Not necessarily right away, but, but eventually. Um, so yeah, I, that's, I'm glad we went quick hit through that because we could have went monotonously through, by the way, did you see old Dan Orlovsky was talking about Daniel Jones today? I saw he was on Get Up BSPN, and I saw it seemed like he was complimenting him a little bit, but I wasn't totally sure. I didn't even. I just saw Dan Orlovsky, and I was like, Bobby made me not Bobby and him got into an argument. I was like, I feel like he's just gonna bash Daniel Jones, so I just kept scrolling through my timeline. It was complimentary. It was just it was like comparing to Haskins, where they ran uh, pretty much the same play, and then Jones has it dropped. Um, just basically. I, Screw Dan Orlovsky. I, I can't stand him. That's basically what I'm at. Just because he said one nice thing about Daniel Jones doesn't mean this guy's a fraud. Um, all shucks. Don't forget. Never forget that tape. In fact, let me read it because um, I don't want people to ever forget uh, <laughs> his, his take on it. So I'm going to have to read it because I'm a psycho. It's, it's one um, of those days. It's Petty Bobby Day right now. No, it's not quite that. But it's just I just don't want people to forget because people were like, oh, what? like, you know, people were po- posted it on the Giants Reddit. So I just pit like. Because people were like, oh, wow, good stuff by Orlovsky. And so I just, if the Giants take Daniel Jones this weekend, it's because they aren't trying to find their next franchise QB. It's they are trying to find the exact copy of Eli, different things. Jones' tape is really good. No major issues. My biggest question is off-field. Is he too aw shucks? What an idiot. What a horrible take. One of the the dumbest things I've ever heard a former QB see. So, you, you know, you see defensive tackles go on TV and say dumb stuff. You see, you know, beat writers and, and analysts and, you know, say dumb stuff on good morning football when they, you know, need a hot take. But come on, man. You played quarterback in the NFL. You shouldn't have to rely on stupid takes like that. So, Dan, Orlovs- Dan Orlovsky, never forget, never forget that you ran out of the back of the end zone for safety 
because you're not good. You're not really good at anything you do at Dan. All right, let's move on. Uh, anything else before we do some mailbag questions? I, I do have one question for you. I, I just want to know your uh, quick opinion on this. Uh, how do you feel that Phil Sims is now breaking news that apparently teams were in front of the Giants at 17 that morning? Do you believe Phil Sims? Just, I'm just wondering. Well, I kind of do because it, it wouldn't make sense. Because he said I guarantee, like he said I know for a fact. Uh, it wouldn't make sense for him to say that if he didn't know. Like it just, I don't know. Like, it, it, like it, when Dave Gettleman says it. It makes sense for him to lie about that. For Phil Sims, it doesn't make sense for him to lie about that. Now that being said, I obviously I love Phil Sims, you know, you know all, all all time giant. But at the same time, like Phil Sims, like he's not putting in like the diehard hours and t- on tape and stuff like that. So I don't really look into his analysis a whole lot. And I'm not blaming him. I mean, at that point in your career, you shouldn't have to be busting up all the time. But like Phil Sims' analysis, I don't put a whole lot of weight into. Even when it was like pro Daniel Jones stuff, like I just I just never put a whole lot into it. But with this, it just for me when when stuff like this is said, I'm like, okay, what reason would this person have to lie or not lie? And I just don't see any reason for him to lie unless he, but and he unless he was just trying to pump up the Giants. But he, he's never really been that guy to just like toe that Giants company line. No, yeah, Phil Simms would easily bat, he'll bat the Giants. He he used to be obviously the prime time not prime time the main guy next to Jim Nance on CBS. So I, I just found it interesting that he uh, said that. So uh, obviously, well, I I do believe there's a chance there's teams ahead of the Giants at seventeen. I just feel like Phil Simms saying that maybe it's just more of like him trying to like continue to the, provide hope that like the Giants made the right choice. Obviously, I what you as you said. I love Phil Sims. He, he is a legend of the game of the Giants. I, I do have my faith in it, but I also have my doubts. I'm like, c- c- come on, Phil. Like we, we get it. it, it not many teams were ahead of the Giants at 17 that wanted him. Yeah, I do think the Broncos whatever going to take him. I really do. And I think the Redskins very might 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 well have too. So I, I don't believe he would have been there at 17. I don't know about guaranteeing that two teams would have taken him, but I, I really don't think he would have been there. Um, anyways, let's let's uh, let's move on to mailback questions. But first, let's take a quick little break. All right, we just talked about Daniel Jones and signed. Daniel Jones has signed. We just we literally got off the mic. Check online. Daniel Jones has signed. So that's good. Any thoughts, Danny? Uh, well, we know that he loves the Giants. No, obviously just was expected. The Giants first practices tomorrow. Daniel Jones, well, today, Dan, Daniel Jones will be out there with them. So, once again, it was it was going to be done. Saquon did the same thing. So, it's no more speculation. I swear if I go to bed and Trey Boston signs, I'm going to lose my freaking mind. After All right. we stop this, he's signing. Yeah, <laughs> it'll happen. Last year on Some Men Radio, we did a whole episode of where we thought LeBron James was going to go. <laughs> and signed? as soon as we published it, he signed with the Lakers. So, anyways, let's kick it to Steve. Mail time. Mail time. The mail's here. Come on. Here's the mail. It never fails. It makes me want to wag my tail. When it comes, I want to wail. All right, thanks, Steve from Blues Clues. Danny, let's get into the mail. First, first kind of question. He responded to another post we had, but at Manny underscore Shanks Z, he asked, "When you go to a soccer game in Europe, the crowds 
The crowd's songs and chants being synchronized make the stadium shake. I think us Giants fans need to bring that to MedLife Stadium. That's something that license plate guy talked about. I, I don't remember when exactly, but he talked about trying to bring a chant. In one of his live streams he did on Instagram, he talked about bringing a chant to MedLife Stadium. I, I would support that, but just the problem with the Giants is we're kind of a hard team to get a chant for. Like He brought up the idea of like one side of the stadium saying, gee, the other side saying men. I mean, that would be fun, but, like, giant, drunk Giant fans, how many of them are going to know what side of the stadium is supposed to say G and the other side is supposed to say men? So I, I would support a chant. It's just hard to kind of find a chant that could work for the Giants. Yeah, I don't know how much I am into chants. I'm more of, like, we should bring rocks in our pockets and throw them at the opposing players kind of guy. <laughs> what do you think about that, Danny? I mean, while that would be fun for, like, you know, like, Maybe they're like pregame warm-ups. The, the chances of you getting kicked out are probably quite high because I feel like the NFL is not. Danny, it's like Area 51. They can't stop us all. Uh, well, that is true, I guess. If you just had the whole stadium just chucking rocks at the Eagles, I would support that. If we're just throwing rocks at like the Cowboys, Eagles, and Redskins, I would support that. If we're just all hurling rocks at them. Yeah, I guess they can't stop us all. Then they'll have an empty stadium. You're right. No flaws in that plan. All right. All right. Next question. Next. I hope no one takes that serious. Anyways, go ahead. It'll be like the snowballs that we had at uh, the Chiefs playoff game last year against. The... I'm all for that. No, yeah, that, that was fun. Our next question comes from Isaac Moretta at, at Barugal underscore Poppy 20. Yes, good afternoon, fellas. Out of all the undrafted free agents, who do you guys see as a. Who do you guys see as a shoo-in to make the team? I think that's supposed to say shot. If uh, I'm going to say shot. Shot to make the team. So we're going to do a quick hit type thing like what we did with the training camp battles. Uh, Reggie White Jr., wide receiver, Adam, mom, if Bobby, yes or no, does he make the team? Andrew nope. Nope. No? Oh, right out of the bat. Yeah, I agree with that. We, we're we kind of set at wide receiver. If anything, he'll be like a Benny Fowler type guy, but the Giants probably going to be Coleman, Shepard, Tate. Slayton, Shepard, all those, the other Shepard, all those fun guys. Next guy, James O'Hagan, Buffalo, Bobby, practice squad, team, or no? I think he has a chance because maybe they want to, you know, use him and Spencer Pulley um, because Pulley can play guard. So I think O'Hagan has a chance. Basically, in, the guys I think have a chance are C.J. Connor, the tight, out, tight end out of Kentucky. Although I think that I think he's going to end up being on the practice squad because I I think they want Red Ellison, Scott Simonson both on the team, um, and then uh, the other Eric Dungy. I've been high on that train. I really believe that he's going to have a roster spot. I really do. I think they have a plan for him. They, I don't think they brought him in for no reason. Eric Dungy's got a guy, and then the only guy on defense that would might make sense is Mark McLaurin, the safety out of Mississippi State. Just for the fact that he can play that money backer role, he took some first team reps in OTA. So those are really the only guys I think have a chance without injury happening. Obviously, yeah, the, this this class isn't as impressive. Yeah, the, the quickest thing we probably would have been a no for much of them. But yeah, this this undrafted free class isn't as impressive as last year. Uh, what do you think of a guy of Paul Adams? Though I feel like he has a shot to make the team as a practice squad guy. Yeah, I really like Paul Adams. A lot of people had him as like the best. Uh, tackle to not be drafted now that's like the tallest midget but and nonetheless I, I i really like i watched a couple of uh, his games at missouri he just looks like an offensive tackle um i think he mauled uh, the gators pretty well um i like him i think i do think he has a chance I, that that's a good one danny 
Yeah, I like that choice. And uh, just looking at some of the other names here, Jacob Fimian, I believe he's injured, so he's on the Giants no matter what. Alex Wesley, no. Jeremiah Harris, no. So, yeah, it'd probably be, I like Paul Adams as an option. You said Conrad and yeah. then Mark McLaurin. And there's guys I like. It's just I don't see any room no, for yeah. like jo- Josiah Tuafa um, out of Uni- University of Texas San Antonio. Uh, that that middle linebacker, I like him a lot. But when you have you know da- Tay Davis, Ogletree, Goodson, and Connolly, I don't see him having a ch- a spot there unless they were to cut somebody like a BJ Goodson. Um, I'm trying to think of uh, Jake Carlock. I cannot wait to see Jake Carlock in preseason. I think that guy plays like a madman. That being said, he didn't play against anybody in college when he was at LIU Post. Uh, so, but I'm I'm excited for him. But I don't I don't see him making the team. Um, so there's a bunch of guys that I do like. I just don't see them making the team for week one. No, yeah, yeah. We, we like these, as you said, we like these guys, but our, our some of our positions are quite filled out and quite good. Final question comes from Gaza at Gazman Superstar, who asked a very good question that really made me and Bobby you know sit there and think about this question. So his question is, do you remember in previous years someone who lost – the camp battle that year and ended up being a big success either with the Giants or elsewhere. Uh, My first one is Davis Webb, very successful with the New York Jets, had a great year on the Mm. bench behind uh, Josh McCown and Sam Darnold. But for a real one, I'm going to say Romero Okora. Hopefully I said that name right. He was with the Giants last year. I I really was a big fan of Romero Okora when he was with the Giants in 2017 he ended up with the detroit lions last year danny danny you you're thinking you're getting the last name wrong but you're getting the first name wrong it's romeo Ro- what did i say i said romero didn't i yeah i i was looking at the name and i put i don't know <laughs> all right but as i'm Lil looking romeo. at his 2017 stats really there's actually nothing there because he's basically injured but he had a pretty quality year with the detroit lions Last season, nothing spectacular, but a pretty decent year nonetheless. I got a stats here. 39 total tackles, 28 solo, 11 assists, 14 QB hits. Uh, He had seven and a half sacks, so he was a force on that Detroit defensive line. So for me, Romero Cora is my guy that has success outside of the Giants. And for a guy on the Giants, uh, I don't know, Grant Haley, because no one expected much out of him. Bobby, who are Who's your guy if you have one? Yeah, well, I, I actually spent – oh, this is a really good question. I spent a lot of time thinking about this, a lot, because I didn't want to continue – like, com- I didn't want to take guys that weren't in battles but ended up making the team uh, uh, playing eight later. So the only people I could think of – Sneeze button, how did it work? Oh, the sneeze button worked. I was sitting here drinking water. I always, I felt like your mic cut out, but the sneeze button worked well. Didn't even hear the sneeze. People heard me take a nice sip of water. So that's what we got. Great on the sneeze button, though. You're getting better at that. I need to get. I need to dust my office because I I sneeze too much. Uh, I was trying to like find like a natural pause in there, and I just couldn't find it. Um, the only people I could think of was maybe Dalvin Tomlinson because I think we all expect him to start right away. Then he came in later, uh, later on down the road. Uh, Dalvin Thompson won. Will Ty, I, I guess you could count him. Although, like, I, I'll say Will Ty. But, yeah, this is a really tough one. There really wasn't anybody there, which leads to a good point. 
that guys that don't win jobs like that are in true battles, not guys that like, um, you know, our, our practice squads and guys and, and, you know, make the team later. If you're in a true battle and you lose, that's not really good news for you. Like, cause with like, you know, I had a hard time thinking of anybody. I mean, will tie, like, do we look at him as the most successful guy? No, like he just had a lot of catches because he was in that Ben McAdoo system where we got the ball out in two seconds or less. Um, Oh, that like that speaks big time for these like these battles. Like these battles are really important. So, you know, if if uh, if a BJ Goodson doesn't win this job, like I don't, don't expect much out of him. And so it was a re- that was a really good question. I, I really like that question. I think that was one of our best questions in a long time. Two things. Uh, one, Will Toss, Shoney Brook legend, probably the best tight end to ever grace the game of football. Uh, where is he, is he even on a team right now? I think he's nowhere. I well, I think he was with the Cowboys last year. I don't know if he played, him. but I think he was on the Cowboys. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, two things I learned. Uh, well, oh, Will Ty is actually on the Eagles this year, so he'll have a pretty good season because he'll dominate us. But two things I learned: one, uh, there that's a very hard question, and there's probably tons of guys that we could have said, but obviously we said our guys. And two, I learned I can't say players' names correctly. I feel like we just gotta do like an episode where like we just wrote tough player names. I mean, I have to try to pronounce them correctly. It can be like the Charles Barkley segment at the beginning of the year in the NBA on TNT. They're like, nay, like they, you know, they have the player. Like, what team is he on? And he gets every single one wrong. Uh, yeah. um, just something like that. Danny versus names is is a battle for the ages. I can't wait. I hope we draft some guys with some crazy names in the draft. All right, actually, now that we do it, pronounce the middle linebacker's name that we drafted out of University of Te- or undrafted free agent out of University of Tennessee or Texas San Antonio. His name, first name is Josiah. I'll give you that. Last name. Uh, I'm looking at Jos Josiah to- Toafia. 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 I like the Toafia. I think it's just Toafia. I don't know. Tuafa. Maybe, I, maybe I, put the, I put the F before the E, I think. Maybe maybe you're right. I don't know. I'm not looking at it, so you very well may be right. I'm proud. Um, so that's it for the mailbag questions. That That's it for this episode. Listen, the downloads have been really good. I'm excited. Uh, these player profile projections, they've been a lot of fun to put together. And uh, at least from episode one, you guys are listening. Um, uh, I think tomorrow's we have BJ Hill and John uh, Jalapio. Jalapio. We've got to figure out that one out. By, I, think, I, think that's, I think that's Jalapio. Or it's like he pronounced it once to reporters, and reporters just looked at him like, what? Jalapio. Actually, I'm not going to finish that one. Um <laughs> Yeah, so basically, we really appreciate you guys. It's been a fun offseason, which is crazy because we started this in the offseason because, I, you know, I wanted us to get a good head start. And the way the show has grown has been a lot of fun. Had some real, like, we appreciate, like, I always appreci- appreciate uh, interaction online, whether it's Twitter, the Instagram, the Facebook. Um, you know, make sure to follow us on all of those. Um, Isaac Moretta. I just want to. I this this is a lot cornier now that I'm saying it than it was in my head. But we're gonna name him listener of the off season. We're gonna send him a T-shirt. I gotta figure out the T-shirt thing because our store is in like uh, limbo right now because of that Major League Baseball Players Association is cracking down on it because oh they are supposedly. I mean I don't know. Well yes they are. I don't know the whole, what the whole thing is. I'll, I'll figure it out. But that's kind of. As much as that sucks, it's kind of cool to say, like, yeah, the MLBPA is on our back. <laughs> well, um, I mean, hey, and I, he, I use we and our 
uh, very loosely. It's more of their back, but we're we're all happy to be a part of the whole John Boy Media team. Um, so yeah, we're gonna get a T-shirt out to you, and then hopefully we'll get some T-shirts designed for the season to start. Um, so yeah, and we got like we got uh, like five or six ratings and reviews over the past week, so that's nice. If you haven't left us a rating review, we really appreciate it. Um, anyways, we appreciate you guys listening. Uh, football's back, guys. I'm pumped. It's crazy. I'm happy. I'm so freaking happy. Hey, Danny. Hey, remember Friday's episode? The boys are back in town. Danny already spoiled that one for you. All right, we'll see you guys. We'll see you guys tomorrow for a player profile preview. Let's go, Big Blue. you just heard was made using anchor ever thought about making your own podcast anchor makes it really easy for anyone to get started it's a one-stop shop for recording hosting and distributing podcasts best of all it's a hundred percent free sign up now at anchor.fm new that's anchor.fm new to get started